I'm Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome to Never Wear Boring Socks, episode number three. Since I'm about to head off to college in just over a week, today's episode will be focusing on that experience of college and specifically the very beginning of it. And Maria is going to tell us a little bit about her freshman year experience and hopefully give us some useful advice and insights to me and anyone else who is about to embark on this collegiate adventure. Yeah. So, Anna, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing a pair of toe socks that my sister got me. They are cow print socks. (laughs) And the reason why I chose these socks, I have two reasons why I chose these socks. The first is that the Minnesota State Fair is starting tomorrow, and I'm really excited about it. And there are lots of cows at the fair. So that's one reason. And then another reason is that, which is more applicable to this episode topic, (laughs) which is college. And I'm going to a small college in a small town in Minnesota. And when you go, when you're driving into the town that the college is in, there's a sign that says cows, colleges, and contentment when you enter the town. So I thought these cow socks kind of fit with the place that I'm going to be living in (laughs) just a week or two. I like that. I really like that sign. I've always thought that was really funny. Yeah, me too. I like it as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, there's a lot of good things about cows, colleges, and contentment. Exactly. Like, what else do you you need? Exactly. Yeah. So, Maria, what, oh, go ahead. Are you going to the Minnesota State Fair tomorrow? I'm not going tomorrow. I'm going next week. But All right. it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. I love the fair. It's the best. It's quite the phenomenon. I'm excited about it. You'll have to tell us how it is. I will. And Maria, what socks are you wearing today? I'm wearing socks that have... So they have kind of a lot of things going on. There's pink and red polka dots, and there's also uh gray and blue stripes and then there's also purple sections and pink sections so it's like a whole bunch of different distinct sections with a lot of different ideas going on on the socks and i picked those because i feel like that's sort of what i am experiencing right now like that sock in life form because i'm trying to juggle a bunch of different things right now that are all kind of distinct I have like my work stuff that needs to get done since I'm a teacher there's a lot of stuff to do at the beginning of the school year and then there's my creative projects that I'm working on like this podcast and some other things and then like some travel plans that I'm fitting in before the end of the summer so it's a lot of a lot of different things I'm trying to focus on one thing at a time that's my goal that's usually a good plan I agree yeah. So, Anna, you said at the beginning of the episode that you're going off to college in a, a little over a week, right? Indeed. Yep. How are you feeling about that? Are you ready? Sort of. I I feel like most of the summer I felt very excited to leave and ready for something new. But over maybe in in the last day or two... It's kind of hit me how little time I have left and how many mm-hmm. things I need to do before I leave. So right now I'm slightly overwhelmed, but I'm I'm still excited. I'm ready for a new experience. I have been going to school in the same school district for 13 years, so I'm ready to be learning somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah, good. I can relate to that. I feel like I was really excited to go to college when it was just kind of an idea and then definitely as the the start of freshman year got closer I 
felt like the pressure to do all these things at home that I didn't know when I was going to have time to do them again. And then when I was driving in the car there, that's when it finally hit me that I was actually going to college. I think before that, it was just like, ooh, this this cool new thing that I'm doing. And then I was in the car on my way to school and like, wait, what am I doing? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably going to have a similar experience. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. I think it'll be good. I'm really excited, but I'm I'm kind of bracing myself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I thought we could start with a little bit. I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about my experience at the beginning of freshman year. Um, I had kind of a, a rough start to freshman year. And mostly what I want to say is that if you do start college and it feels really terrible or like not fun at the beginning, it will probably get better soon. Um, and I know, like, I don't want to make it sound like everyone has a really horrible time adjusting because I know a lot of people adjusted a lot faster than I did. But for me, it was just kind of challenging uh, being there right at the beginning. I was like really unhappy for the first three weeks, I remember. And then after three weeks, I started feeling a little bit more adjusted. And then there was like another three weeks of feeling kind of eh, like still not really happy, but a little bit better. And then I remember after six weeks of being like, okay, I can do this. Like I can be here for the rest of the year. And then it kind of progressive progressively got better during the year and I think the main reason why I found the beginning of the year so overwhelming was that everything is new so normally when you're at home like when you're in high school there's some new experiences and then there's also some more familiar experiences and people and I felt like when I got to college for the first time, I didn't really know anybody at my college. I like kind of knew a couple of upperclassmen, but I didn't run into them that often. And I wasn't that close with them. So, so it was just like really overwhelming to not be around any familiar people for, for a while, which might be different for you since you're going to school with your sister. So it's... I- I was going to say, I think yeah. I have a little bit of a leg up on that. I think my twin you do. sister and I are, are going to the same place. But I, I still think it's going to be quite the adjustment. But having someone I know, especially someone who I know so well going with me and being there, if I really need to, I can call her and say, meet me for lunch in the cafeteria or whatever. And I can right. have someone to talk to who I've known for years and years and years or whatever. Yeah, and I think that is, it's very comforting if you do happen to go to school with somebody that you know, just to get together with them every once in a while, just like for a little break from the newness. I think it's very helpful, very comforting. And maybe if you don't go to school with somebody that you know, maybe just call one of your friends that you know really well or call your parents because I think it's, it's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. I calling my friends I think is going to be really important for me. I'm mm-hmm. saying goodbye to a lot of people right now, which is going to yeah. be really difficult. Yeah. So, I think that'll be good. Yeah. I think so. So, Maria, I was wondering if you could answer some of my questions about of college. Of course, I would be happy to. Okay. I I don't know that I Again, like we said in our first episode, I don't have all the answers about anything, really. Definitely not college, but I have gone through it, so I can tell you my perspective, having been through all four years. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have some helpful insights. So my first question for you is what, looking back on your college experience, what would you change about it if you could change anything? So a couple things came to mind when you asked this question. The first is just in terms of classes. I would have picked classes, like more classes that just sounded really interesting that I wanted to take instead of classes that I felt like I should take. So for example, my freshman year, I 
I didn't want to take all writing intensive courses, so I signed up for a calculus class to like balance the writing and reading with something that was not so writing and reading intensive. And that was not a very good decision because I, I don't like math. So I should have taken, I don't know, psychology maybe that's a little bit more sciencey or music theory something else to balance it instead of math. But I think I was just thinking in high school, you have like an English class, a history class, a science class, a math class. So I was kind of basing my schedule off of that high school framework. And if you don't have to do that, if you don't have those requirements, then I don't really think that's necessary. And I, I wish that I had taken things such as that sounded really interesting to me instead right yeah and I think that's so interesting because I think you and I both will have gone to liberal arts colleges where there's a good number of general requirements so you still have to do a little bit of take a math or a science class but I feel like if you go to a state school you're predominantly taking classes in your major which is such a contrast to a lot of high school curriculums where like you said you're taking an English class a math class a science class a history class every day Mm -hmm. and you have such a wide variety and then for some people they're transitioning into this period of only science classes or only English classes or only history classes which is a huge I think it's a huge transition I mean it's totally different than what you've done before So I think the fact that you felt the need to take a wide variety of classes is probably something that a lot of people feel when they're coming out Mm -hmm. of high school, I would say, just because that's what we've been used to for so long. Right. And I think it is a good idea to take a variety of classes. I think you should explore things outside of what you think you want to major in. And I think you should try to balance maybe some reading heavy classes with some not so reading heavy classes. I just... I don't know why I took calculus. That was, I don't feel like I really got anything out of that class. I wish I had taken music theory, <laughs> basically. Which you mean you don't me... use calculus all the time, Maria? I mean, no, I've never used it since. <laughs> <laughs> but that brings me to my other point that I wanted to make about classes, which is If there's something you think you maybe are interested in majoring in, even if you kind of feel like you have no idea what you want to major in, but there's like something that you're kind of interested in that you probably want to take classes in at some point, I would definitely suggest trying to look at the major requirements and see if there's any classes that you need to start right away, Uh, especially if you're at a liberal arts school where you're not necessarily like put on a certain track right at the beginning. So for me, I ended up majoring in music and I, I mean, I was always interested in music. So I should have started taking some music classes the beginning of my freshman year, probably just to try them out. Um, Because at my school, it's a lot easier to do a music major if you take the intro class freshman year, which I did not do. I took calculus instead, but it worked out. So we're okay. (laughs) Yeah, I. that's something that I'm trying to balance, too. I'm considering doing a double major, so I'm trying to figure out all the things that I should be taking now and all the things I should be taking later, but I think that's really good advice. Right, and I think you don't have to focus all your classes on, like, I definitely want to major in this thing. I have to take all these classes. I think definitely I would recommend exploring a lot at the beginning. Right. But... Like, explore in areas that you're actually interested in, I guess, instead of exploring in things that you're pretty sure you're going to think are boring because you've already done them in high school and you just feel like you need to do them again. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, along those lines, too, I know that a lot of schools have, for example, PE requirements for an example and I feel like some people approach the PE requirement with a lot of dread mm-hmm. and they think it's kind of pointless but I know you took a bunch of dance classes in college which you hadn't done before and you really mm-hmm. enjoyed those and 
that could easily cover a PE requirement or whatever. And so I think if you go into it instead of looking at the PE requirement as something that you have to do and is just keeping you from taking classes that you want to do, try to find something as interesting as possible because you have to fulfill the requirement anyway. Right, right. I think try to look within the requirements that you're supposed to have and find what sounds the most interesting. Um, And even if you don't have specific requirements, like if you want to try something that's a little more mathy or sciencey and that's normally not your thing like look at the science classes and see if there's one that maybe sounds kind of interesting yeah that makes sense instead of just like intro bio because it sounds like you should take it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then the other thing that I that I would go back and change about my college experience if I could is I would have made more of an effort especially in the groups and the clubs that I was a part of as a freshman to get to know the upperclassmen because I was in a couple of groups that were led by juniors and seniors and I think at the time I just wasn't maybe confident enough to really reach out to them and get to know them because they seemed like older than me and more established at the school and everything but like looking back on it through my experience as an upperclassman in a leadership role I did enjoy getting to know the freshmen and sophomores who were in my groups so I just wish I had made more of an effort at the beginning in that way yeah that makes sense well I remember in high school I really loved meeting the upperclassmen when I was confident enough to do that I think confidence is a big element of that because I know as a yeah as a freshman I didn't have a lot of relationships with upperclassmen I feel like sophomore and junior year I definitely did and those were really rewarding for me because I mean it's so great to have friends who are your same age but you see them all the time. And so I think it's also nice to meet people who are not in your grade, who have different experiences than you, but you still get to see and talk to because they provide a different perspective on things than you. And I remember in high school, too, everyone telling me how great their senior year was. Senior year is so awesome. Get excited for senior year blah 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 but I didn't really like senior year that much because (laughs) there weren't any upperclassmen yeah I really liked having the upperclassmen there so I think that that's a super important part of making relationships in an academic setting is meeting people who are older than you I agree and I think for me there was this feeling I don't think I'm the only one who felt this that like the seniors are too busy they're like too cool for the freshmen they don't really want to get to know you which I don't think is true. I think there is a little bit of like, if the freshmen are trying to take over the group, that's really frustrating as an upperclassman because it's like, you just got here. Yeah, you need to I kind of learn. That. You need to learn about the group. Like, let the upperclassmen who've been doing it for a while have their chance to run it for now. But like, that doesn't mean that you need to shrink away and not contribute anything and only let the upperclassmen do things entirely. Like, be curious. That's a really good point. Without being pushy, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, that would be my advice for the fresh people. Mm Mm-hmm. That's very good advice. So I have another question for you. Yes. What helped you find community in college, building off the idea of getting to know people? What were things that did work for you? when meeting friends? That is a good question. I think this is a really important part of the college experience, especially if you're at a residential college like both of us. Um, So, I mean, first of all, you've probably heard this advice before, but sign up for the activities and clubs that you're interested in. I think that's what everybody says, but 
but you should definitely do it. It's really important, yeah. Yeah, I think it is because freshman year you can kind of get away with just like hanging out with the other freshmen you live with and sometimes they turn out to be your really great friends. But it's also really nice to meet people who share some of the same interests as you and like to come together and work on projects together I think is really satisfying as opposed to just kind of hanging out with the people around you which I also think is great but I think I think it's important to have both Mm -hmm. and then another thing that worked pretty well for me is to take a class that met every day so I did this actually my sophomore year not my freshman year but my sophomore year I took intro to Italian, which at my school was an everyday class. It was Monday through Friday for like an hour or whatever. And for me, that was really helpful because I got to see the same people every single day. And I think it was a, most people continued for both semesters. So the more contact you have with people, the more often you see them, the better you're going to get to know them. So I, A lot of the people in that class were freshmen, so I made a lot of friends who were freshmen as a sophomore that year, which I really enjoyed. That was really helpful for me. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I never even thought about that, but... Yeah, and I don't know, it depends on your college what classes are offered every day. Maybe there's not one that you're interested in, but something to think about. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've been talking to people about going into college in the first couple weeks and how meeting new friends is so not exactly contrived but when you get there we had we had a family friend over last night and he was saying everyone is so nice the first two weeks everyone is super friendly and then three weeks or so pass by and it's 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 not that people aren't friendly but you're back to acting like your normal selves, but when you get there, everyone wants to make friends. And so I feel like, on one hand, that's a good thing because you'll get to talk to a lot of new people and people will be fairly approachable. But on the other hand, I feel like it's going to be really difficult to tell who actually is someone you want to be spending time with in the long right. term because they're going to be acting differently than they normally normally will be. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think the idea of continual contact with people is a really good one because you'll get to know them more in a less superficial way. Yeah. And I I 100% agree with that. That was absolutely my experience. It was like everyone was so excited to meet new people right when we got there, like during orientation, the first couple weeks. And then it was like everyone kind of found their routines and they found their friend groups and kind of just like stuck to that for the rest of the year. Right. Which was kind of frustrating to me because I I wanted to keep making new friends and meeting new people. And I think the, like I said, the continual contact with people was useful. So whether that's a class that meets every day or whether that means you sign up for an activity that you're doing a couple times a week or even just once a week if you're continuing that connection with them throughout the year that's really helpful and I think like following up with people after you meet them and making connections with your classmates outside of class is really helpful because I felt like at the beginning like you were saying I met all these friendly people and I would like have a really good conversation with them once and then just never see them again or never really hang out with them again I would just sort of see them in passing and it was like oh hi I remember you but we never really became good friends so I think if you find somebody that you enjoy talking to most people are really happy to make a new friend especially at the beginning so like follow up with them and try to hang out with them outside of that context again if you want to get to know them better, which can feel awkward sometimes, but, but I think people appreciate it when you do. Right. I feel like developing community and friendships in college, a lot of it is making a deliberate effort, which seems kind of counterintuitive (laughs) because a lot of times people think making friends is going to be 
some sort of instant connection that you have and then you're going to find your friends and it's just going to happen. But I feel like because there's so many new people in college looking for so many new friends and everyone doesn't know each other, there's this very uh, large sense of really having to step in there and make the friends and actually do something in order to make your friends instead of just mm-hmm. waiting for the friendships to happen. Yeah. Which is weird. I I feel like we haven't really developed that before. When you're again, I've been in the same school district for 13 years. I met friends in kindergarten. We kind of just liked each other and played with each other all the time. So we became really good friends and mm-hmm. we stayed really good <laughs> friends and and so it's not like that in college at all. Right. It's definitely very different. Yeah, I mean, people have got their guards up, and you have to learn about 18 years of this person instead of five years of this person, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they have a whole history behind them that you don't know about yet. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. There's, like, more learning to do, because they're more fully developed humans with more ideas and experiences when you get to meet them. I hadn't really thought about that before. Yeah. So, which is, on one hand, is really interesting because once you've had friends for such a long time, I think you're ready to meet new people because, not that you don't like your other friends, obviously, but it's exciting to learn new things about people that you haven't met before. But there is a new sense of really putting in a lot of effort and energy Mm -hmm. into creating these relationships. Right, and I think that's part of why I was so unhappy the beginning of my freshman year, like I was talking about earlier, because it does take a lot of effort and energy to make new friends, to get to know new people, and I was just exhausted, and like I said, there was no old people to turn back to when I felt like I was just too exhausted from putting in the effort to talk to all these new people, and probably part of that is because I'm pretty introverted I think if I was more extroverted that would be a different experience but for me I really need some more like less stimulating more familiar settings for me to feel comfortable and balanced right yeah I mean I think the beginning of college is just a lot of being out of your comfort zone yeah so you kind of just have to accept that yeah yeah And I think related to the idea, we were talking a little bit about how people, like, people kind of settle into their friend groups really quickly, I feel like, at the beginning of college. They just, like, find their little family and they stick to them. And if you, like, I feel like I'm not the fastest at making friends, so that was a little bit jarring for me it was like everybody already had their friend groups after just a couple of weeks and I was like I just met these people I don't know who I want to be friends with yet so one thing I want to say is that it's okay to just like get in touch with somebody out of the blue even if you don't normally hang out with them even if they normally like go to dinner with their friend group every day and you usually go to dinner with your, just like the people who live around you, I think, and people get really attached to those routines. I think it can be really useful to just text somebody that you don't normally get dinner with and be like, hey, do you want to get dinner tonight? Uh, Even if they're not expecting it, I think people are afraid to do that because they're like, everyone already has their plans every night. But that was, I did that quite a bit especially my sophomore year I feel like I was always just like texting random people to get meals because I didn't really have a specific group that I was with all the time at that point um and it turned into some really long-lasting and rewarding friendships even led to a a housing situation later on somebody I didn't know that well And I kind of thought she had her, like, friend group all set, but I texted her one day and was like, hey, do you want to get lunch? And then she's still one of my best friends, and we lived together once, so. So I think that can be really helpful. Right. That makes sense. And then, did you have something you wanted to say? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Continue. 
Um, and then I think most importantly, this kind of goes along with what we were saying already about friends taking effort and energy to get to know. I think it's really important to make time for your friends and for building community in college. And I know it can be hard to prioritize that because you feel like you have a, a really heavy workload and you have a lot of things you need to do. And it's like you're always at school, so you could always be working. But I think part of the reason for going to college, at least a residential college, is to build a new community of these interesting people who are also at school with you. I think that getting to know the people around you and building community is what makes the workload worthwhile. So I think it's worth sometimes prioritizing, prioritizing connection over your schoolwork. Not all the time, obviously. You need to do your work, but, but it can't be always the most important thing in your life. Right. Yeah, I feel like half the experiences, the people who you get to know mm -hmm. and the relationships you build for later. So even though you have to put so much effort in, I'm guessing it's very rewarding in the long run. It is. And there were a lot of times where maybe I was planning to get something done and I felt like I needed that afternoon to accomplish my work that I needed to work on. And then I would just kind of randomly run into somebody at the library and we would end up having an hour long conversation. And I could have cut it off after 10 minutes and be like, look, I really have some work to do that I really need to get done tonight. But I feel like those are the like some of my fondest memories from college are these random meetings with people in weird places as I was about to leave somewhere. So like I wouldn't want to trade that for having worked a little bit harder on this one project because that's, that's not what I'm taking with me long term from the experience. Right. That's a really good point for sure. So building on the idea of creating relationships, do you have any thoughts on dorm life and roommates and living with someone new? Yeah, I have a couple of ideas. So, well, first, related to what we were just talking about, about like kind of running into people unexpectedly and having to reprioritize your time and think, oh, I'm going to spend some time making a connection here instead of running home to work on my paper. I think the most important thing to keep in mind when you're going to be living in a dorm is just to be prepared to experience unexpected inconveniences and be prepared to experience a lot of stuff that you just weren't weren't prepared for and weren't maybe things that you don't want to happen, but you're going to have to be flexible and deal with things like the fire alarm might ring in the middle of the night. It might be like two in the morning and you have to get up and stand out in the cold or the phone might ring when you're trying to do something. <laughs> this seems <laughs> or to happen fairly often lines. to I know, us. It's a theme. This should be like a new segment. When the phone yeah. rings. When the phone rings. I like it. Yeah. yeah, so, like, phones ringing, fire alarms, <laughs> or locking yourself out of your room, like I talked about last time, I did that a lot of times, and, like, maybe you go to take a shower, and there's people in all of the showers, and you just have to be prepared to not always be able to follow your regular routine, because you just can't if you're living in a different situation with all these new people, and I think having that just like mindset of knowing that you're not going to be able to necessarily follow all your routines can be helpful so that you don't get quite so thrown by the changes. Yeah, I'm going to have to reprogram myself for that. I think I really get stuck in the idea of if I just stick to my routine, everything will be okay. And I'm not always going to be able to do that. So right. I'll just that have to be flexible. Also. Yeah. yeah. 
And I also think you can kind of prepare yourself by doing what you can to make yourself comfortable in those kinds of situations. So like, I, I'm not very good at sleeping. So I brought an eye mask. I brought earplugs too. turns out I hate earplugs, so I didn't use them. But like, you know, if you want to go to bed and your roommate is up studying or something, or there are people chatting in the hallway, try to make yourself comfortable if you want to go to sleep. Even if maybe you can't sleep, like make yourself, make the most of the situation. Right. And try to make yourself the most comfortable that you can be. So I think bringing those kinds of tools, plus also tools that help you cultivate PMA, as we talked about last week, positive mental attitude. So bringing things and activities and practices that put you in a more positive mindset in case something unexpected happens. Instead of being upset about it, you can just kind of roll with it. Right. Yeah, I think flexibility is huge. Yeah, I agree. And then in terms of living with somebody new, so what... I was very lucky because my freshman year roommates, I was in a triple, and they were both wonderful, and we got along swimmingly, and so that was a really great experience, Um, but one of the things that my, excuse me, that my school had all the freshmen do at the beginning of the year is, it was like set up a sort of roommate contract agreement thing, excuse me, with sort of some information some agreements about like what to do if somebody has a guest over how often do we want to have guests over how much time do we want to how much notice do we want to give each other and like what what times lights out that sort of thing um and I think this is a good idea it was really kind of cheesy to do it but I think it's a good idea to have some kind of ground rules at the beginning and of course you can adjust them later And what I think would have been even more helpful than just doing that at the beginning, like I did because our school made us, would be to have to go back and kind of rework it after you've gotten to know each other a little better. Because I felt like when we were doing ours, we had known each other for like two days and we didn't really know what each other's habits were, what might become an issue. So I think maybe if you do that, maybe go back and review it a little bit later and just update it based on what you observed and experienced so far. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think if anything, obviously if anything does come up that's an issue, you should talk to each other. Because like the only roommate situation that I've ever had that was not great was because we were not communicating effectively and I think that clear communication about your expectations and about what's not working and what is working is very important yeah I feel like any sort of relational conflict needs to be solved by communication definitely right that one's kind of obvious but important Mm -hmm. and one other thing that I'm wondering about This is something that I struggled with in high school. I'm worried about struggling with it in college. How did you achieve balance between all your activities and studying and social life and whatnot? And how did you make time just for yourself? Because I know you talked about being slightly more introverted and you needed to make time just so you could reflect on things. And I kind of feel the same way. I used to think I was a very Mm -hmm. extroverted person, but over the last year, I've kind of realized that I definitely need my time alone. So how did you kind of balance all those things together? Yeah, that's a really good question. It was challenging, I will say. Um, One of the reasons I think it is so challenging is because you're at school all the time. So I at least had the sense that I could always be working like I could be productive right now and it was really hard to kind of separate those things to compartmentalize those different aspects of my life my more my school work and then my activities and then my just time for myself so that was really challenging for me uh 
I know some people it's helpful to like do your studying in the library or maybe have a specific place where you do work so that you don't feel like you have to be studying all the time if you're just in your bedroom. I know that's kind of challenging because it's it's easy to do work in your room too and I definitely did that but I would I would at least try to keep the work to my desk like I didn't do work on my bed I know some people do that it works for some people but for me it was it was useful to have a little bit of like physical space differences if that makes sense definitely I think the space that you're in really affects your mindset on what you need to do and what you need to accomplish. I mean, it gives definitely a different vibe. If I had to live at my high school all the time, I'm sure I would always feel like I had to do work and living at my high school yeah. is awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hard in college. Yeah. I think like making sections of your room that are for, like I said, like for sleeping, use for your bed for sleeping, relaxing, or even just getting out of your room or out of the place where you normally are and going outside for a little while is really helpful to kind of give yourself that space to think about something else to be a human outside of classes yeah yeah I will definitely um, keep because just That's because really you're at school all the time does not mean that point. you have to be doing schoolwork all the time right. you need to yeah I didn't even I didn't even to balance You froze. Oh. Are we good now? Oh, there you're back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you need to balance your your school time and your time for yourself, which I think that was kind of what your question was about. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even think of the fact that living on an academic campus would affect how I viewed my time so that's really interesting I'll definitely keep that in mind going in now. yeah yeah that was definitely one of the biggest challenges that I faced during college and I think it's also this balance question is also just an issue of prioritizing because like you have time in a day to take care of yourself it's just how you prioritize your time, what you're prioritizing, how you actually spend your time. Because you can procrastinate on your schoolwork and just like sit at the computer and click things and be stressed while you're doing that. So you're not, it's a break from work, but if your brain is not on a break, then it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like you're taking a break. And you're like, you're going to procrastinate anyway. We know that you're not going to be productive all the time. Nobody is. So I think kind of actually making an effort to take time to do things for yourself rather than taking less mindful breaks is helpful. Like really making the effort to mindfully decide what types of uh, personal activities you're going to include into your schedule. Oh, yeah. So some of the things that I think you should prioritize when you're taking care of yourself, when you're making time for yourself, uh, for one, exercise, move your body. That's always really helpful. And you'll study better if the brain, the blood is flowing to your brain. So I think that's very important. Just like take a break, go for a walk can be really helpful, like I said, to get yourself into a different space. Um, and also, the nice thing about a lot of colleges is that you can take dance classes or exercise classes often for credit, which is cool. And even if you can't take them for credit, there are often free ones or very inexpensive classes compared to what you would find at a normal gym. So I think it's really useful to take advantage of those. Like I took... I took a bunch of dance classes. It was some of the most fun classes in my whole college experience. Beginning jazz dance was my favorite. 
It's super fun. And then I also signed up for some Zumba classes, a yoga class, and like compared to what you would normally pay for a yoga class or a Zumba class, it was very cheap. So I think that can be really helpful. Right. Definitely. I think we forget to prioritize our physical health and well-being when we're so focused on accomplishing the tasks that we need to get done. Yeah. And And that is actually going to make you more productive if you take care of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, yeah, like what I was saying about going for walks too, that's a good way to get exercise. And I also think it's important to just be out in nature for a little while. For me personally, anyway, that's very helpful. Whenever I'm feeling really stressed about stuff, if I just go out and spend a little time looking at the trees and like walking around in the grass, I feel a lot better. And I think it also helped me feel more in touch with the seasons and the the world as some larger thing outside of myself and my problems and oh, my sure, little definitely. bubble of campus. It's like, oh, this is what is happening in the world. The The leaves are turning red, and look at them. They're so lovely, and it's fall. And, yeah, it's just nice to have that feeling. Yeah, for sure. And it was very helpful. And going for walks was another or one way that I took time to be alone. Because, like I said, I'm pretty introverted. I need time to be alone. So going for walks can be really helpful there in addition to just being exercise and connection to nature especially if you go for a walk at some time when people are like most people are in class or studying or sleeping I used to go for walks on like Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings when everybody was asleep and then the campus was really calm and I could have some alone time which was really nice and kind of hard Mm -hmm. to find when you're living with other people yeah for sure and The other time, I remember freshman year when I was sharing a room with two people, it was also, it was kind of hard to find time to be alone in the dorm, but I remember really appreciating showers because it's like no one's going to come into the shower while you're showering, hopefully, unless they don't know that you're in there. That's another thing that might happen, but thankfully it never happened to me, actually. That's good. Yeah, so just, like, appreciating my aloneness while I was in the shower was really, was really nice. I appreciated that. (laughs) Yeah, anywhere where you can take time for yourself is kind of a sacred space almost. Yeah, and it can be kind of hard to do when you're living with people. Yeah. And then the other thing, so we talked about exercise and getting outside. Another thing is eating. Of course, we all know you're supposed to eat well. It makes you feel better. I think it's really easy to not prioritize your nutritional needs when you're at college because you have so much other stuff going on and it can be really easy to like skip a meal or to eat something that's just really easy to find but that's maybe not going to make you feel great. And I just think it's so important to make an effort to eat well and to eat regularly regularly is a big thing in college because I feel like a lot of people like don't want to go to the dining hall because it's too far away or it just takes too much time but going back to what we've been talking about one it will get you outside it will get you on a little walk to the dining hall which is good for your exercise, getting the blood flowing, and it's getting you out in nature a little bit, hopefully. Um, And also, it's making time for social time at the dining hall rather than just skipping a meal, like rolling out of bed and going to class. If you go to the dining hall, you'll see people, whether you're meeting somebody there or whether you just run into someone. That's a way that you can spend some time being social while also not it's like you're not even taking extra time out of your schedule because you should be eating anyway so it's really 
nice to be able to do those both at the same time. Yeah. And Self-care. Like, if you're eating regularly and you're eating well, what? Self-care is important. Oh, yes. It's very important. <laughs> eating is definitely a part of that. I agree. Um, and if you're eating well and you're eating regularly, that's going to keep your blood sugar and your energy level stable, which is so important if you want to get anything done and you want to feel good at school. And if you feel good, you're going to do better in your classes. You're going to be more inclined to get to know other people and spend time with other people. So I definitely think it's worth prioritizing. And I also think that sleep is worth prioritizing. I was unusual in college in that I slept for several hours every night. <laughs> like a lot of people do not prioritize it. And I would be like the weird kid who was going to bed at like 10.30 p.m. and everyone else was up studying. And I was like, nope, it's time to sleep. Because I just feel so much better if I sleep. And yeah. It's not like I'm going to get that much done if I'm exhausted. I'm not going to process the information that I'm trying to put into my brain. Oh, yeah. Sleep is so important. I mean, it's going to make you more productive when you are awake. It helps you digest food. It helps you, mm -hmm. your body, rest up and recuperate. It's just good for a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I always felt kind of unusual and very quirky when I was going to bed really early and everyone else was up studying. But, and, like, people, like, jokingly made fun of me because I was, like, the one who went to bed early all the time. But... And you don't have to do that. If you can sleep in in the morning, that would work too. I just can't do that. But I definitely think it was worth it. I felt so much better. Yeah. And I also think, like, studying late into the night is just not that helpful most of the time. I think, yes, studying more is going to help you do better on the test, but also sleeping more is going to help you do better on the test. And sleep will also make you feel good. So why not just do that? Like study until you're too tired and then go to bed. That was my method. And I, I'm pretty good taking tests. So I feel comfortable saying that that's a good method. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Maybe not for everybody, but try it. Sleep is important. Yeah. Get your sleep. Moral of the story. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to take a moment to talk briefly about some of my goals going into college. I am going to want to be balancing a lot of different things. I want to be healthy and happy and sleeping and eating and exercising like we just talked about. Exactly. Yes. But I also really want to make time for creative projects like this podcast and I want to make time for seeing friends. And so I think my main goal is to find balance. But also to really reflect on how successful I am at the end of each week. And what is working well for me and what's not working well. And to really assess how I'm doing with keeping all of those different parts of my life in check because if I'm not able to include all of those things I think I'm going to be more unhappy and so I'm gonna just need to prioritize my time um and I think a big part of that too like you talked about how you would sleep when everyone else was awake and people would make jokes about you for it but yep. you did it anyway. <laughs> and so I think not caring about what everyone else is doing and really just prioritizing the things that you need to do to make yourself happy and successful is going to be something that I want to do and need to do. And it's probably going to be difficult for me because I'm always guilty of worrying about what everyone else is doing and if I'm doing the right thing. But I think I really just need to focus on making my experience the best that it can be and taking care of myself and my friends and that's going to be my main goal i think that's a really good intention to set 
because I think it can be really easy when you're in this situation with all these new people to think too much about what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is thinking of your choices too. But I think it's really important to think about what you want from the situation. Just because it seems like you should be doing something or like everyone else is doing something doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to work for you. Right. Yeah, and so I think I just need to let my guard down and not worry about what everyone else is doing. And I think people care a lot less than you think they do. Definitely. (laughs) So, so have that mindset going. It can be hard, even if you know that intellectually, to not care so much, but... But it's definitely a good goal. Yeah, for sure. So, balance is my main goal. And looking out for myself. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, for this week, we're going to give our listeners a a little bit of a call to action. We would like to know, if you're heading into college, or if you're maybe in college already, If you have any questions that you want to ask us, maybe something that you want us to address in a future episode, we are definitely going to come back to this topic since, one, it's a big part of Anna's experience at the moment, and it's something that is pretty recent in my experience, so it'll definitely come up again. So send us a question if you have one, or if you don't have a question, maybe you've already gone through college, uh, send us a piece of college advice if you have anything you'd like to add something that you would like to share with our listeners yes we would love to hear from you so please send us an email get in touch with us we'd love to see what you have to say okay so i have a quote this week it's my job to pick a quote that we can reflect on hear it yeah so I, this quote kind of fell into my lap this week, actually. My mom and my sister and my friend and I were at an art fair recently, and I got a piece of jewelry, and Ooh. this woman who was selling the jewelry had, each of her pieces of jewelry had a quote that went with them that she picked when that and she put that on the packaging. And That's so, so cool. Yeah, it I was like really that. cool. Yeah, and so I picked the quote that was on my necklace that I got and the quote is a Chinese proverb and it is be not afraid of growing slowly be afraid of standing still Mm. which I really like and I think it's really reflective of kind of how I'm feeling right now because I feel like I always need to be accomplishing things in a really recognizable or large magnitude. Otherwise I feel um, unmotivated and like I'm not doing anything. And especially with college coming up, I really feel the need to intentionally grow myself and change and have a successful beginning of college and really just like conquer this transition. And I think I'm setting really high expectations of myself when I don't really know what's going to happen. And I think I kind of just need to accept that as long as I'm making strides, that's what's important. Yeah, I definitely agree. I can relate to that a lot because I I tend to have all these grand ideas of things that I want to do and things I want to accomplish. And I can get really frustrated if I'm not where I want to be when I want to be there. It's like... I feel like I should be farther along in this project by now. So that's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is just trying to enjoy the process as I'm going along, uh, even if it's taking longer than I would like it to take. Because I think, like the proverb that you just read, I think as long as you're moving in the direction that you want to go, It's okay. As long as you're taking steps, it doesn't matter how fast you get there. It's not a race. Life is not a race. So I think you just have to do what you can and keep moving. Yeah, definitely. So if you are entering college soon, 
go at your own pace and know that you're making steps. Thank you so much for tuning in to Never Wear Boring Socks this week. Next week, we will be talking about the topic of mindfulness, which is a really important concept for both of us, just like PMA was, which we talked about last week. So we're really excited. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends about it. And you can also subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you found us. We would really appreciate it. You can find show notes for this episode and other episodes at mariacatherine.com under the podcast tab. And we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Never Wear Boring Socks, on Twitter at No Boring Socks, or you can send us an email at NeverWearBoringSocks at gmail.com and send us your college questions or advice this week. We'd like to thank our audio editor, Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, as well as our Twitter supervisor, Martha Barnard. Another thank you to both of them for helping compose and record our music. Thank you so much for listening this week. And remember to never wear boring socks.